my friend Anne was gifted a purebred, curly-haired, black, standard poodle puppy when he was about 12 weeks old. And it wasn't much longer than that. And they discovered that he had really good potential for being a service animal. When the puppy started indicating that a family member was having trouble with their diabetes. So today I'm going to introduce you to Anne and she's going to tell you the story of Rocky and how Rocky makes a huge difference in her life today. Welcome to College Disabilities and Success, Episode 24, Living with a Service Dog Named Rocky by Mickey Hayes. The opinions in this podcast are my own, but please reach out to your college, physician, or legal services for any additional information. I want to take just a couple minutes before I introduce you to Anne and Rocky to recommend that you go to the ada.gov website. Go to ada.gov slash service underscore animals underscore 2010.htm. I'll have the link in the show notes. But go to that website because that's the most up-to-date information that the government is providing at this time. They are in the process of redoing the website. So possibly by the time you get there, it will all be nice, new, and shiny. But for right now, everything on there applies to the current laws regarding service animals. Service animals are only dogs, by the way. So if you had any question about that, you'll get your answer at that website. Emotional support, therapy, comfort, or companion animals are not considered service animals. There is a difference. Please go to the website and learn that difference as well. Now, when you get to that website, they'll talk about service animals. They'll define the role of a service animal. Service animals must be trained and service animals are working animals. They are not pets. Although when you have a service animal in your family, that service animal becomes a member of the family. At the ada.gov website, they also provide you a list of FAQs, Frequently Asked Questions. I strongly recommend you go to the FAQ page because there are a lot of specific answers to unique situations that may impact you if you are considering a service dog or if you have a service dog. So without further ado, here's Anne. I'd like to introduce you to my friend Anne. Anne has this fantastic service dog. His name is Rocky. Anne, would you like to tell us a little bit about Rocky, where he came from? We'll go into some information about how he helps you out and whatever you think your audience would like to know about him. Sure. We got Rocky when he was about 12 weeks old. He came from Purebred Poodle, and he's Purebred Poodle. And we actually got him for free. And he started doing different things that would indicate that he would be a good service dog. Okay. Like what kinds of things did he do? Well, at that time, he was indicating when someone's sugar level would go up or down. Oh, wow. How would, how would he indicate? He would, actually, he would actually nudge you or, you know, like pay straight attention to you. You know, he wouldn't leave you alone. And he just did this instinctively. He At that point, yeah. he hadn't even been trained. Wow. He was only he was only about about four months old when that started. Oh wow, okay. So when we went to church or whatever, he would actually lay there and just 
not whine, not do anything. And it's at that point that we realized that he needed to be trained as a service dog. Right, because he definitely is showing that he would make a good service dog at that point. How old is he? Absolutely. How old is he when was he when you decided to get him trained? Well, he was about a year old when he went for his training. Mm -hmm. I got him back when he was about two. And by that time, they've got a lot of their puppy behaviors out. Mm -hmm. Now, Rocky never chewed on furniture. He never chewed on shoes. Very convenient. He actually can hold, he has been known to hold it for up to 18 hours. Oh my gosh. And not have an accident in the house. Well, I know that's one of the things that I read about too. And I understood that a person who has a service animal has to be able to take care of those potty needs that the animals have, and they can't become a problem when you're out in public with them. So that has to be part of their training. Yeah. I don't think we ever described Rocky to our audience. Why don't you tell him what he looks like? Well, Rocky is a purebred standard poodle. He at one time had the fluffy haircut like all the fancy poodles have. Uh But since then, I've actually given him a haircut where the only thing that's fluffy on him is his ears. Okay. The fluffiness was for the show dogs. The ones that are being shown. Okay. And because he's a service dog and he's been neutered, he couldn't be shown anyway. Oh, okay. It's a lot easier if you don't have all that hair to take care of. As I've gotten worse, it's actually been a good thing to have his hair really short. So his hair is cut really short, kind of like you would see on a black lab or a greyhound, really short hair, Mm -hmm. but with the curly ears. I'm so, I'm so glad he's there for you. I'm glad he was oh, there thank to you. help. I like that he showed the tendency to be a service dog from the get-go. I mean, that's just oh, amazing. Besides the alerting to the sugar diabetes, he showed the mellowness when we would take him out. We visited a French church, and I took him with me mm-hmm. and just to see how he would do. Mm-hmm. And he would just lay there when he was just three or four months old. He just laid there and was quiet during the service. Wow. And so that's how you could tell that they're going to be easily trained. Mm-hmm. Nice. For what you need them to do. Mm-hmm. And now he goes with you everywhere. Because just like with people, it takes a certain personality to do a You're job. Right. You're right. You're absolutely right. So if you go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. the grocery store attendants love him. And you have to let everyone know that they can't pet him. That's um, Yes. Would you share a little bit about that point? Because I know that is sometimes a misunderstanding that people have when they see service animals. Yeah. The service animal is there to do their job. They're not a pet. And so they're not there to be loved on or anything like that. They're there to make sure that that person that they're with is okay. So if if somebody comes up and starts petting them and playing around with them. You have to tell them, them, no, you you can't be doing that. Right, because it distracts the dog from doing their job, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you go to the same grocery store or the same stores all the time, Mm -hmm. they get to know the service dog and they think, that they can do that and you still have to like no you know you can't do that but he can say hi to you Mm -hmm. like you go to the pharmacy and i taught him a trick where he could put his front paws up and say hi to the people you know but they're not petting him 
Right. So they're not having that physical contact and interaction. They're not having the physical contact and then he'll get back down Mm -hmm. and go right back to what he was doing. Right. Right. So where do you take Rocky? Do you take him to church? I do. He goes to church with me. I was part of a committee looking for a person to be employed at our church as a pastor. And he actually went to the meetings. Oh, okay. And met the new pastor before we actually hired him. (laughs) Rocky had a boat as well then. (laughs) He did. He did. Mm -hmm. As well as a child member in my family. And so it was, it was really cool. We got to find out, hey, look, you know, you're going to have different circumstances in our church. We're very diverse. And how do you feel about this and this? Mm -hmm. And also, you know, hey, we got a service dog here. Is he going to distract you? Right. Very good. Yeah. So, but Rocky, most of the time when you're sitting down in church, he's laying down. When Mm -hmm. you're standing up, he stands up. And he goes to the restaurants with me. He goes to the stores with me. He goes with me to go pay for my gas at the gas station. Mm-hmm. He, you know, just he every, does all everywhere, that. everywhere you go, he goes with you. Absolutely. Very good. Has he ever gone on a plane or a train or anything like that? He's actually been on Amtrak. <laughs> and, <laughs> and how did he like the, Amtrak? The first trip, because we did a round trip over a weekend. He was kind of anxious on the first trip and the going, but then coming back, he was already used to it and just plopped up in a seat and stayed right where he was. And he was just as fine as he could be. Nice. Wonderful. So Rocky likes Amtrak. Good to know. Yeah. I don't do airplanes that much, so we Mm -hmm. haven't had that experience yet, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure he'll like that too, though. And you had mentioned to me earlier that Rocky helps you maintain your balance when you're getting up from a chair. And I can see how that would be very helpful, either at home or even out in public. Can you tell me some of the other ways that Rocky helps you out? If he senses that I'm having an issue, he comes and he stays with me and calms me down because with my medical condition, if I get upset or anything, it can make it worse. Also, if I have an accident and fall down, he'll stay mm-hmm. with me until I get back up. Like, oh, wow. he won't leave okay. my side. Okay. Wow. Um, I actually had an accident outside where I accidentally flipped my scooter. And he, he was right there by my side. Mm-hmm. And two gentlemen stopped their vehicles on the road and came and helped me. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They stopped traffic, even though I was on the sidewalk. They stopped traffic and they came and helped me and they're like, is he going to be okay with this? And I'm like, yeah, he's the service dog. He's fine. Good. As long as you're helping me, he's fine. He's okay. That's well, that's good to know though, because that's a good question for somebody who is a stranger approaching you. Right. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. A service dog has to be very mellow Mm -hmm. yet know their job. Yes. Very good. That's a very good way to put it. Now, you said sometimes he also goes to a nursing home? Oh, yeah. Um, I have a family member in a nursing home. And when we go there to visit the family member, he also loves on the other resident <laughs> and lets them know that they're okay. So he's actually doing goodwill, goodwill service while he's at the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while he's in while he's in his nursing home. Yeah, visit. everybody 
just adores him. Mm-hmm. And so the nursing home is one of the few places that I let him get loved on. Uh-huh. But that's because we have the family member there. He doesn't like go to all the nursing homes and do right. that. And when that family member has been in the hospital, we've taken him to the hospital and he does good there. Good. And the nurses are like, oh, my gosh, you got to come see this, you know. But <laughs> Oh, he's like, so beautiful. Yeah. Another thing that we notice with Rocky is because he was raised around the family member in the nursing home. Mm-hmm. That family member would hold on to his leash mm-hmm. and he'd just walk right aside the wheelchair. And so then he- when my medical condition was diagnosed, when I started needing assistance devices like my motor scooter, I can actually walk him on that around the neighborhood and he just walks right aside a certain side. That's nice. He's good to go. Do you notice if he stops? Like, I know I had a student in the past who was blind and his dog stopped him when he when well, it wasn't that's safe. That's a seeing eye dog. That's different. Okay. So that. But. Go ahead. But I have trained him that when we stop at a road mm-hmm. that we have to cross, that he has to sit before we could cross. Okay. So that okay. he's not trying to dart out in the road. Okay. So he knows there's a he knows there's behavior in a process to crossing right. the street with you and things like that. Yes. Good. He knows good. that I won't let us cross until there's no traffic and he's sitting down. Okay, good. Okay. So well, that it's makes just sense. little things you have to teach them. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that comes with the experience of having the dog and, and having him with you every part of the day. Right. And I have to be careful that when he's with younger family members, mm-hmm. that um, he still abides by those rules. Yes. Yes. He turns yeah. into, Rocky turns into a puppy. Yeah, I when he does. they're around and it is so funny. But he does but, know how to turn it off and go back to work when he needs to. Right. And so you control that in essence. But he also knows when we're going to get them. Like I'll go pick one up. Uh-huh. And when we turn into their driveway, he starts whining. Like <laughs> he, know, he knows time, what's coming. Yeah. It's time for my play buddy to come over, yeah. you know? So yeah, it, yeah, it's funny to watch. You know, Nobody works 24 hours a day, so I guess Rocky no, exactly. little kid break every once in a while. So, but, but he knows that you're in charge of those breaks, and that's the important thing. And when it's time to go bed at night, mm-hmm. if they're over, he will lay where he could keep an eye on them and me at the same time. Nice. Protector. <laughs> but what I like about a service dog is if they're trained right, they don't yes. bark all the time. Yes. And you said, you said Rocky went through... About a year's worth of training, did you say? Yes, ma'am. Wow. So for a whole year, he was not with you or was he being trained? Right. He was He was not with me because he had to have certain leadership skills mm-hmm. that I couldn't do. And he needed to learn those before he came back home. Okay. And my brother did it mm-hmm. and paid for his training and he'd live with them while he was doing that. Oh, okay. And so when he came back, it was awesome yeah oh yeah yeah you know he knew how to be by me if something happened but he had to learn the behavior skills yeah and that's what he learned in public when he was away yeah my yeah and how to walk on a certain side and Mm -hmm. how not to pull Mm -hmm. and stuff like that 
This has been wonderful. I really, really, really appreciate you and Rocky taking time to be with me today. And, oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> it was just an absolute delight to talk to you, and it's good to see you again, even if it's yeah, we even if it is over the computer. Quite a while. I know we have it. We used to work together, so uh, we know each other from way back. So, but that was before you had Rocky in your life. That was even before I had Rocky, yeah. and the medical yeah. issues had not yeah. been diagnosed yet. Yeah, and so yeah, that that's been quite a while. It's been a while. We go way back. Well, I want to thank you very much for your time today and for sharing your story and Rocky's story. And I'm sure it will help another person who is in that same situation where they're maybe trying to figure out if they should have a service dog, what kind of a service dog and the kind of characteristics they should look for in a good service dog. He is good for you. And um, I will talk to you again soon, one of these days. Well, I hope so. It was yeah. nice catching up. It was very and nice catching up. It was my pleasure. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. And again, if you have any questions about service animals, go to the ADA website. That's ada.gov slash service underscore animals underscore 2010.htm. I'll also add a link in the show notes for the seeing eye dog that Anne had mentioned for individuals who are blind and need a service dog. So you can reference that as well if you need it. Have a great rest of the day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Information contained throughout this podcast has been gleaned from my own personal experiences. But to ensure accuracy, please contact the Disability Services at the College of Your Choice to have first-hand information and the most up-to-date policies and procedures followed by your particular institution of higher education. The content in any of these podcasts is not intended as a substitute for information from legal, educational, or medical professionals. Always seek the advice of your attorney or qualified health care provider with any questions you may have with regards to legal, educational, or medical concerns.